Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, bringing you with psychology news, articles and other interesting psychology related articles. You where I can find the podcast notes and more interesting psychology related things and you can get your free 8 psychology book box set at connorwhiteley.net. Now let's get on to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 72 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Connor Whiteley. And today's episode is on five harmful thinking patterns using using cognitive and clinical psychology. And it's Saturday the 30th of January 2021 as I record this. So we're finally getting back to abnormal psychology and clinical psychology. And I'm really, really looking forward to this because I found this article. And at first I was thinking, God, this sounds really boring. When I thought about it, this is a really good episode. So I really hope that you enjoy it. And if you go to the blog post, you can find it quite easily at connorwiley.net forward slash pod and then you find episode um, 72 and i'm going to explain this more in the personal update but i've made it a lot easier to navigate the website and find the most recent podcast episodes so we're moving on to the psychology news section so we're going to be reading from the british psychological society research digest so children are much less likely than adults to prioritize humans over animal lives (laughs) i don't know if this is good or bad okay so open quote two boats are sinking and you can only save one one holds two dogs and the other a person. Which do you save? Oh, right, and the other boat a person. I'm so sorry, I don't know why I got confused them. Okay, so which do you save? If you're not sure, you I can say, I can't decide. When I put this to my 11-year-old, his response was immediate. Save the dogs. In his defence, he has a grown-up with a pet dog, which he adores. And according to a new study in psychological science, most other kids I would say the same thing. So this, I think, is really interesting because as adults or like teenagers, if you're like listening like to this, I know the podcast goes through a wide range of ages, like thankfully, then nine times out of ten, we're going to choose the humans because that's the right thing to do and everything. But I think it's really interesting, though, that children always decide to choose the animals. And I think this shows like quite a lot of things to do with their development and to the other cognitive processes that haven't fully developed yet. Okay, so the next one is... Um, Psych Crunch episode 23 which this podcast I don't actually listen to but I have been meaning to like check it out because I've been trying to get more into like psychology podcasts like lately so in uh, the latest episode of our Psych Crunch uh, podcast I think I should be charging them like advertising <laughs> advertising like revenue okay Emily Reynolds at Star Fight Out Research Digest explores modern psychology's relationship with race and representation it's well known that psychology has a generalizability problem and it's not just psychology I think it's most sciences with studies overwhelmingly using so-called weird populations, those which are Western educated and from industrialised rich and democratic societies. But how does that shape the assumptions we can make about participants of different racial identities or cultures? And how can top-tier psychology journals improve diversity, not only amongst um, participants, but authors and editors? And this, I think, is a really good point, though, because that is a massive problem in uh, psychology. Is that nine times out of ten, though, where like, the researchers are white, middle-aged, um, male or female it depends on the sub area because clinical psychology in some to like some extent you will be hard you will be quite hard pressed to find a man in there because it is really dominated by like females which i guess is quite a nice like caveat considering all other jobs where it's actually quite hard pressed to find a like, woman there so i think it's really interesting and i think that if you become a researcher like yourself um in the future i think it's something good to think about okay so another one is uh, 
US politicians use moral language more often when they have less power. So this is interesting. Whatever your political affiliation, making appeals to people's morality can be a powerful rhetorical tool. Politicians frequently use language that refers to moral principles of less of harm, fairness, loyalty, authority and purity in order to defend mm, policy decisions, appeal to new voters and appease old ones. And it's an approach that seems to work. Research suggests that people are far more likely to take action once they're connected to a previous issue using their own moral or ethical convictions, even to the point of like, commanding acts of violence. But how when politicians use a moral language shifts with the changes in the political landscape? Looking at the language used by Democrats and Republican politicians in the US, researchers have found that moral um, language increased as a political power decreased, suggesting that it's not fixed. So, to be honest, because this is political, I'm not going to comment on it too much because I'm just not. Um, but I think this is really interesting from a psychological standpoint because we know that language is really important to humans to humans and not just for communication but also like persuasion and and other social influences so i think that's a good one we will do one more okay but researchers assume white americans are more representative of a the man the kind than other groups going to analysis of a psychology paper titles this should be interesting so we're slightly rereading what we all really said. It's like it's well known that psychology has a problem with a generalizability we've already mentioned that and whilst there is increased recognition that other populations need a better representation in research, many psychologists still often draw sweeping conclusions about humanity based on the results of a narrow portion of the world's population. A study published in Social, Psychological and Personality Science suggests that the problem may have another more sinister effect. The authors argue that because of psychology's traditionally narrow focus, we've ended up in implicitly assuming that the results of studies on weird groups, particularly white Americans, are somehow more universally generalizable than from other populations. So this, I'm just going to, I'm going to try and be a bit, diplomatic about this but in all honesty white americans yes they are the easiest subject stuff to get and the same goes for undergraduate psychology students because they're so easy to use in like your studies but if you really think about it the american population same goes for the british population is so tiny compared to other countries that in reality i think you can make barely any conclusions that are based on like, white americans alone like especially when you consider that china yeah but that chinese people that's 1.3 billion i think india is like 1.1 billion and then you've got all the other you know, like um continents so i think it's really really interesting and this is a problem that we do need to address in psychology so i really hope that you enjoy the psychology news section so let's move on to the personal update So, moving on to the personal update. So, uh, this week has been quite busy. Not so much on the psychology front because it's just been our university lectures, even though I've actually had a really interesting social psychology like lecture. And the only thing that I do want to mention though, and just as a quick like, sugar warning, I'm going to talk very briefly about the psychology of like suicide. So on your podcast app, if you would just skip at the next like um, 30 seconds, like a minute, then you like should be fine. So the reason why people commit suicide, like I found out from a like cognitive psychology standpoint, is because of the present and future bias. 
for the present a future bias where basically people who want to commit suicide they can't see past the present and they can't see the future that could be better for them stuff it was really really interesting so well the only other things that i've been up to like this week is that i can happily say that all the pre-order books you can now pre-order so you can so you can pre-order a normal psychology um, third edition um, psychology of relationships biological psychology and social psychology and they're all like third editions and they all have their like subtitles but i'm not going to like mention it but you i can pre-order the like ebooks on on like all the major ebook retailers and then the print book and the hardback and the large print editions you can order them from amazon or your local bookstore and they should all be there now so that i'm very very pleased with but if you go to conorwiley.net you can see if some like brand new pages are which i think are a lot better for you so um, if you go to the conorwiley.net forward slash a podcast page you can now see that all the podcast episodes are now in the inverted order meaning that the most recent podcast episodes are now at the top don't ask me why i didn't do this from the beginning but i know that if you want to look at a particular like episode, it's going to be so much easier now, right? Because if you want to look at like something that was like ten episodes ago, you can just like scroll down and um, from the top in instead of having to scroll down all the way to the bottom. So I really um, like it. Yes, I really like that now. And also, because there's thankfully so many episodes and there's so much great content on conwiley.net, now what I've done is that if you go to conwiley.net forward slash start here, like there's links to specific pages. So for example, there's a page for biological, biological psychology, so cognitive psychology, social psychology, clinical psychology, and a forensic psychology. And on all of these pages, they're filled yeah so like they're filled with links about like that topic and the links are to the podcast episodes and to the links are to the books so in case you're thinking oh i really want to learn more about cognitive psychology so what you can do is you can go to conorwiley.net forward slash cognitive dash psychology and then you can find like all of the um podcast episodes that i've done to do with cognitive psychology yeah so hopefully that will make like navigating at the site a bit easier and besides from that there's not a lot of other like interesting things like to tell you except from i am is that i'm now restarted to, to continue with the developmental psychology book in fact i was up quite late like last night up just like getting back uh, to it so hopefully that will be be out in april it's all i'm uh, gonna say <laughs> because it's such a massive update but i really in all honesty previously i'm not a massive fan of like developmental psychology because sometimes i think it can be really boring but this book's definitely, and this update is definitely making me change my mind. So I'm really, really enjoying it. So if you don't like um, developmental psychology or like child development, hopefully this book will be much better of a resource like to you. Because let's face it, sometimes university lectures and university um, lecturers they're not the best of resource, <laughs> so especially if they give you quite long winded quite dull uh, content <laughs> and as always i always like love to know your like thoughts and feelings on uh, today's episode you can always email me conwiley.conwiley.net you can always leave a comment on the show notes at conwiley.net forward slash podcast and you can always tweet me on twitter at sci-fi whitely and uh, this episode has been sponsored by abnormal psychology the causes and treatments of a depression anxiety and more third edition so this book i absolutely love i think that if you're interested in abnormal psychology or like clinical psychology and you want to know what causes a depression anxiety disorders and there are many different types of like anxiety conditions and also like schizophrenia the schizophrenia 
um, section got a massive update, then this is the book for you because I really, really enjoyed it. And it's a filled with like great information from the biological, the cognitive and the social causes of these different conditions. And also there's so much great information about how these um, conditions are like treated, uh, treated like for example, like the psychodynamic way, psychotherapy, the many different biological treatment methods, which including some of the newer ones that are in uh, development. That's really, really um, interesting. So well, that is abnormal psychology, causes and uh, treatments of uh, depression, anxiety, and um, more third edition. And you can find the available on uh, all major ebook retailers. And you can order the hardback, large print, and paperback version from Amazon or your local bookstore. And uh, that will be released the 5th of April, 2021. But if you didn't want to wait for the pre-order, then you can buy the ebook directly from me at payhipper.com forward slash Conor Whiteley. And if you're concerned about getting the ebook from me directly, like I just want to know that the company that I use to actually get the ebook like to you is super efficient, super quick, it takes seconds. And if you're having any problems like getting the ebook in your preferred file, then they have an amazing support team, an amazing help um, at Desk. I've used it myself tons of times and they're always super helpful super efficient and I cannot recommend it enough. So if you don't want to wait for the pre-order, then please go to payhip.com forward slash Conor Whiteley to get it direct. So well, that's enough the personal update. Let's move on to the content part of today's episode. So we're moving on to the content part of today's episode. So we're going to be talking about the five harmful thinking patterns using a cognitive and clinical psychology. So the first one is we dwell on the past or future because let's face it, <laughs> we all do this way too much. So as a humans, we are terrible for focusing and worrying about the future and past. And I sadly know this from personal experience because when something happened to me a few years ago, I focused and I criticised myself for about six months before I finally forgave myself. And still from time to time, I still think about that time in my life. And yes, I know this is a bit more of an extreme version, but it's still quite applicable because I truly believe everyone has times in their lives when they were when they hated themselves and everything or they did or something bad happened to them and we criticising ourselves which is really really bad but we also worry about the future too because we don't know what the future is to bring and sadly I think that's become very evident in the past year speaking of which as I'm recording this is it's actually the one year anniversary as the news have put it since the UK got its first like COVID cases. Overall this obsession with the past and future can harm our mental health because we can focus too much on the negative. Please 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 and a possible solution is practice mindfulness because it can get you to focus on, on the present more which means so you're not stressing about the past and you're, and you're not worrying about the future. But my quick personal tip and again this is not any sort of official advice nothing on this podcast ever will ever is so my idea would be to write about about the painful memories and your worries and hopefully you will see that it wasn't your fault or whatever it is for your personal situation that you're trying to look for so the next point is we negatively compare ourselves to others so this is known as upwards social comparison and this actually does have a lot of benefits for our mental health and our self-esteem but it can also be harmful too as it can lead us to feel worthless and useless and this i talk a lot more in social psychology regards social and cultural psychology third edition but like summarize it 
So if an enormous source of your self-esteem comes from you being an outstanding football player, never played football in my life, then <laughs> I've no idea why I actually used this like a example, then you could compare yourself to someone else who is better than you. And let's face it, someone is always better than you, but we are always better than someone else as well. You could start to feel useless and then you can start to criticise yourself for, for not being as good as them. The massive solution here is just engaging down with social comparison. <laughs> this is great because I really, really do love downward social comparison. So this is when you compare yourself to someone who's sort of below you and who isn't as good as you. Because this does make you feel good. <laughs> I can promise you that. Or I can like, testify to that. So on a personal note, so whenever I feel useless about psychology, I definitely compare myself to some other psychology students. But if we look at my author size, then what I do is that I compare myself to what I used to be, and that's called a temporal comparison, good I'm like remembering this stuff. And then I also compare myself to people who are behind me on the author journey. And you can do the same regardless of whether it's a job or in your personal and your social life. Okay, so we focus on what's wrong with us. So this I quite like because we are all so guilty of that because it's so much easier to focus on the on the negatives or the bad things about us compared to the positives. This leads to a decrease in our mental health because we focus on the bad and we criticise ourselves. And this actually feeds into the Beck's theory of depression because of the cognitive triad, which is the negative beliefs about the self, the world and the future. I'm really impressed that I'm remembering all, yeah, I like all of this. So the solution here is actually pretty straightforward because you should from time to time acknowledge the bad, but you've got to focus on the good. You're still an amazing person. I truly believe that. So I know I'm not the best psychology student. <laughs> My essays are not the best. Oh, I actually need to contact a, a, like a friend about that um, later today or in the next week or two. But I can write psychology books, I can podcast, hopefully you're really enjoying this and more. So no one is perfect, but I'm still good in some aspects and I'll need to work on other aspects. So basically acknowledge the bad, maybe work on it, but focus on the good too. The fourth one is we treat negative thoughts as facts. So this is quite an interesting one because at first I thought, nah, I don't do this or people don't do this. But when I actually thought about it, I actually really understood it. So sometimes humans treat negative thoughts as facts. And as I write this, I actually remember that I have done it. So uh, this sort of acts as a reinforcer for the negativity because if you, yes, because if you think you're an awful person, then you might think that you are, um, meaning that you believe this a falsehood to uh, be true. In a personal example, I remember from a few years ago when I thought that I had a bigger personality and I was almost attention seeking in certain social situations, leading me to think negative about myself and I really did for about a month or two until I actually mentioned it to someone. Me and him were like up the woods, I'd be like just like talking and then they thought that I was being like really um silly about it. I think they even laughed at me and thought that I was joking. So we're leading me to the possible solution being to ask someone else to see if you're right or you're just making the stuff up in your head. Maybe not the most diplomatic answer, but I think it's still quite applicable. Well, the next one is, uh, we miss chances to grow by avoiding uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. And I do not know a person who hasn't done this because 
we all do that whether it's something at school something at our university something at work something in our retirement we all avoid uncomfortable situations because it's just us and it's just about survival so i know that this isn't a psychology related but i know that i can grow as a person and as an author if i pitch other podcasts to appear on and i talk to strangers more but the, but the idea of that really terrifies me because of my stutter even though i always find it quite ironic whenever i talk about stuttering i don't stutter which i think is actually quite funny but there are other reasons as well but that's the main one and i'm worried about stuttering on these are podcasts so whilst in this case it hasn't harmed my mental health i know that there are other situations where missing growth opportunities can harm us because we later start to criticize ourselves for not going outside our comfort zone which let's face it our comfort zone is a great and it's comfortable which is why we like it but to grow as a per- person we need to step outside it we need to enjoy stuff as well meaning that that's something that i'm actually doing to take more advantage of like growth opportunities it's like sometimes i just like doing stuff and not thinking about them or going back to my podcast example i am pitching podcasts but there are some podcasts that do pre-recorded questions and then they yes meaning that you record your answers your answers and then you send it to them personally i don't like listening to those podcasts but i know some of them are really really popular especially some of the awful ones even though there's only one awful one that's i like that okay so i really hope that you enjoyed today's episode if you were like today's episode then please tell someone about it i'm always really really grateful when you guys like tell what others about the podcast and also please check out abnormal psychology the causes and treatments of depression anxiety and more So have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see the show notes, then please go to connorwhitesley.net. And if you want a free Ada book psychology box set, then please go to connorwhitesley.net. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.